last year we were talking about it with um um representative from children's health defense uh talking about why they would play these games with Corminati. The difference between authorization and approval. It's a legal difference. And they're playing legal games. And this is all about liability. And this is why they're rushing this thing through. They can't legally buy emergency use authorization vaccines. But they can't let the EUA go until they get a different type of protection. And this is why they have been pushing and pushing and pushing to get it to the kids to normalize it for the kids and now to require it for the kids because that's where they get their legal protection. And again, um, Meyer at, at the Children's Health Defense, when I talked to her, uh, she was on this at the very beginning. They knew exactly what this is about. And this is why they are pushing it to the kids who had, as they were telling us through the pandemic, eh, they have no risk. That was one of the things that was a real tell about all this, that it was cooked books. Oh, yeah, look at this. This is not a real pandemic. It looks like the uh, actuarial table because it is. Now, we had a couple of weeks worth of data from Italy showing that as well. Average age, around 80. Average two and a half comorbidities. That's still where it was, you know, after we did all this lockdown. Uh, people who died with a positive PCR test but did not die from the disease. They died from the ventilators. They died from uh, the so-called health care. Eventually, they were dying from remdesivir, many other things. But again, going back to uh, what they're up to right now, uh, James Roguski says, due to legislation enacted in 1986, again, what was that? The act, the act uh, that Fauci put in, the National Childhood Vaccine Injury Act that gave them legal immunity for the harm and the damage they did to children, to children. That is the linchpin of their legal immunity. Think about how reprehensible Fauci is. That he focused on giving legal immunity to pharmaceutical companies making a killing financially as they kill children and you can't do anything about it. It was uh, signed by Reagan, that bill. Simply insane and evil, says James Roguski. The pharmaceutical industry now enjoys protection against lawsuits seeking compensation for damages caused to children by their biological products. While the Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices published their, their agenda is vague, there is a very real concern that they will discuss adding COVID-19 injections to the childhood schedule of approved vaccines today. And so James Roguski's article uh, again, you can find it at uh, James Roguski, R-O-G-U-S-K-I dot substack dot com has all the different ways that you can, because uh, they try to obfuscate, you know, how to get in touch with these people. They try to hide their agenda. You know, is it going to be discussed today or not? You know, there's indications that it is, but then they're not specific about it. He gives you uh, the phone numbers of uh, the people to leave a message. He gives you their email addresses. He gives you their social media handles on Twitter and other things like that if you're there. And he points out, and this is very important, he puts it in uppercase with exclamation marks, about 15 of them behind it. Do not threaten anyone. You know, while I was gone, 
He says, uh, do not threaten anyone. Help the cause. Do not harm our efforts. And I got to say, you know, as Alex is so desperate, Alex Jones is so desperate to get publicity. And he wasn't getting enough, evidently, with his lawsuit stuff. But uh, as all that was happening, he made more publicity by saying, we got to get the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer and execute them, right? When you threaten people, it harms our cause. But it gets him publicity. And that's the type of thing that I've watched him do for years. It's the type of thing that he did throughout 2020. The type of thing that he did with the election. It doesn't help anything. What it does is it hurts the cause because now, if you say, as and it is true, that the Trump shot is a bioweapon, oh, well, now you know, you're in the same category as this guy who wants to kill CEOs, right? Alex Jones. He wants to kill CEOs. So if you call it a bioweapon, now he's muddied that water. He's dirtied that water. He's put his you know, cockroach in that loaf of bread to crawl all around it. You notice that he didn't blame Trump. He didn't even talk about Fauci. Oh, no, we got to get the CEOs of Moderna and Pfizer. That's so he could get attention. And so he didn't have to take on Trump because that's uh, uh, something that hurts him financially to take on Trump because he won't take a leadership position and tell people the unvarnished truth about what happened. They don't want to hear it. And so he tells them what they want to hear. The CDC will vote today to permanently shield Pfizer and Moderna from COVID vaccine injury liability. The end game is near. He says by adding the shots to the childhood schedule, the CDC's Advisory Committee on Immunization Practices will transfer a liability from, for vaccine injuries to the federal government's National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, allowing for Pfizer and Moderna to finally bring an FDA-approved shot to the market without opening itself up to lawsuits. Schleichtel points out, coordinated effort by Big Pharma and the Biden administration to delay the rollout of an FDA-approved COVID vaccine with legal experts suspecting the process uh, is in place to protect Pfizer and Moderna from legal liability from vaccine injuries. So in other words, they don't want to give it full approval status. They're drawing this out because if they give it full approval status, then they lose the emergency use authorization. But they can keep their liability protection if they push it on kids. That's why they're going to kill kids. It's just that simple. That's the bottom line. Uh, authorization versus approval. EUA versus FDA approved. That's why they have the Cormanati uh, garbage that's there. And we've talked about this for quite some time. As a matter of fact, you had one naval officer who had uh, concerns both about the safety of this thing, but also he had uh, religious convictions and moral concerns about how it was created. And, but he challenged it on the fact that Cormanati, according to the FDA, is legally distinct from the Pfizer-BioNTech. And only the Pfizer-BioNTech is available. So the Pfizer-BioNTech is available. It's still under emergency use authorization. But they played this legal game saying, well, they're identical, but they're legally distinct. Oh, really? Okay, well, then let's use that legal distinction to shut down your mandate. Because if the only thing that I have is something that is legally distinct and emergency use authorization, you can't force it on me. Uh, so... This is the uh, military attorney. Uh, by the way, he won that case. He had he went 
the naval officer, he went before a tribunal of three uh, other officers, and they decided unanimously in his favor. And now you have a military attorney who ended the Pentagon's anthrax vaccine mandate in 2004. Remember that? They've done this before to soldiers, to sailors, and everybody. 20 years later, he's fighting, or she's uh, um, fighting to end the Pentagon's coronavirus vaccine mandate. Former Marine Captain Dale Sarin, now representing more than a thousand service members in two separate cases that he hopes will end the current mandate if he is once again successful. During a press conference on Tuesday, Dale Sarin said the Pentagon's mandate is illegal because it entails ordering service members to take a vaccine approved for emergency use authorization and not the vaccine licensed by the FDA known as Corminati, which they say is, quote, legally distinct. If it's legally distinct, that means that it is significant from the standpoint of mandating it. The government, the Pentagon especially, is trying to have their cake and eat it too. They're trying to pretend that this thing still is under emergency use, and so they, they have liability protection. But at the same time, it's approved, so you got to take it. Not true. Uh, the Pentagon cannot legally mandate an emergency use authorization vaccine. In order to do so, the defense secretary must request and receive a presidential waiver in order to mandate an emergency use vaccine. Uh, and uh, the Pentagon has refused to clarify whether it has ever requested to receive that waiver. But again, we've already had at least one case has been won. Now, um, Dale Sarin said, despite the unavailability of the FDA-licensed vaccine Corbinati, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin, the very next day, on August the 24th, 2021, mandated all troops to be fully vaccinated. Although at the time, Austin claimed that he would only mandate an FDA-licensed vaccine, the Pentagon simply stated that the two vaccines would be considered to be interchangeable. The lawyer, Saren, called that fraud. It is fraud. It is a criminal fraud, a cynical criminal fraud to label this thing and, and you know, to say, well, because we got a label of Corminati, we're going to approve that one. And then even though that's not available, we're going to mandate it for you, even though the only thing you can get is under emergency use authorization and it's legally distinct. That is cynical as well as criminal. Pfizer's unlicensed EU, EUA product uh, that was interchangeable with a licensed project, the product, they said, and that has been the fraud that is at the heart of our case. Saren is leading two different cases, one against the Pentagon on behalf of service members, another against the Department of Homeland Security on, on behalf of Coast Guard members. Uh, I had committed, he said, to not leaving anyone behind. I have been down this road before with anthrax vaccine. And my clients, the first time, got court-martialed, sent to jail. Some of them got kicked out. And that left a little bit of a bad taste in my mouth, he said. He said, we're not going to stop until we get the right result, which is this has to end because it's illegal. This is fundamentally, said Dale Sarin, this is fundamentally what we stretched people's necks for at the Nuremberg war crimes trial. The same exact charges, in fact, 
He said there was an experimental smallpox vaccine during the trial of Dr. Carl Brandt, and that was considered to be a crime punishable by death back then to force someone to take an experimental medical product or procedure. And we appear to have just abandoned that notion by just slapping the label vaccine on something. Well, where does that come from? Well, that comes from Godfather Fraudchi, right? Uh, all you do is just call it a vaccine, and now you can, you know, uh, no liability, uh, no, you, you know, and the Godfather, the drug father, makes you an offer you can't refuse. Yeah, take my vaccine here. Uh, it's all a cover story. He said it's done just to break, just trying to break the troops. So whether it was intentional or not, it nicely cleaves the military into two groups, said Saren. Those who bend the knee and those who won't. And it's really hard to get off your knee once you've taken it. Yeah, he says, um, uh, he says uh, I, I joined this. Well, he didn't say it, but a, another individual who was a part of this uh, said that she joined the military to support and defend the Constitution, to ensure that the American people remain safe. And this is the argument that we've had for quite some time. You know, we've had uh, some of our listeners who didn't understand that when you join the military, you don't take every single order, right? You're, you're not a robot. That's one of the reasons why we don't want to have autonomous killer robots, uh, because the robots are not there to support and defend the Constitution. Soldiers and sailors are, and airmen and whatever. Uh, they've taken an oath to defend the Constitution. And that means that they defend the Constitution even if it means that they lose their career or that it costs them uh, because that is more important. I mean, what good does it do uh, to have a career in the military of a country that has become a dictatorship, whether it's a health dictatorship or any other kind of a dictatorship? So the key thing is that you have to support and defend the Constitution. So when these people are pushing back against this, uh, they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do. They're defending our Constitution, our country, better than if they were in the Iraq War, for example, which is based on a lie. We have to expose the lies and oppose the lies. And that's what these people are doing. The Common Man. They created common core to dumb down our children. They created common past to track and control us. Their commons project to make sure the commoners own nothing and the communist future. They see the common man as simple, unsophisticated, ordinary. But each of us has worth and dignity created in the image of God. That is what we have in common. That is what they want to take away. Their most powerful weapons are isolation, deception, intimidation. They desire to know everything about us while they hide everything from us. It's time to turn that around and expose what they want to hide. Please share the information and links you'll find at thedavidnightshow.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. If you can't support us financially, please keep us in your prayers. TheDavidKnightShow.com.